Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Do you wake up each day pumped about starting your day and going to work? Passionate about what you do? This week, we're joined by ex-military drill sergeant, Mike Nichols, who's going to talk about how he develops a mindset for success, where he wakes up each day with a burning desire to do what he loves. This episode is brought to you by VanillaSoft.com, sales engagement platform like no other. VanillaSoft is a platform that helps you engage your leads like a CRM just simply can't do. CRM are great, but... To engage with your leads effectively, to turn a marketing qualified lead into a sales qualified lead and put more opportunities into your pipeline, you need to get yourself a sales engagement platform. So do yourself a favor, head over to VanillaSoft.com, sign up for a free trial and see why so many salespeople are closing more deals as a result of using VanillaSoft. So before we get into today's show, guys, I just want to say thanks again for subscribing and for listening to this podcast. I do this to help you be the very best you can be. Please continue to like, rate, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to send me a message on LinkedIn. I absolutely love receiving those messages of gratitude and thanks. So please keep it up. Remember when you were younger? Those early school years? The moment you had something really fun to wake up for? That the night before you wanted to fall asleep really quick and just wake up super early? as you couldn't wait for the day to begin. Now, I remember when my little boy was starting school, he was so convinced that when he was older, he was gonna be a footballer. And his mate wanted to be a fireman. And another friend wanted to be a hairdresser. They said it with so much conviction and excitement. And then you talk to them and now he's 14, and he's not entirely sure what he wants to do. And his friends have no idea. And somewhere along the line, somewhere over those years, you know, kids, as they they form, They're told what they can't do or they're conditioned about what they should do. And so the mindset changes and and what they want to do and what they actually do are two different things. And there's an alarming statistic that 84% of people work in a job they're not passionate about, which is massive given how much time we spend in our job. Now, were you ever like that at some stage in your life? Or are you at that stage right now with a passion for what you do drives you to get up or it doesn't drive you to get up. You're just slow to get out of bed. Well, this is what this week's episode is all about. We're talking with someone who has found his calling and passion to help people and he's turned it into a career. You might go, what the hell has this got to do with sales? Because his passion, he's selling his passion and he's going to talk about exactly how he goes about it and the mindset that he creates. And why is this important for sales professionals today? Why is passion so important? Because we need to share our excitement and passion for what we have. Because if we don't, why will our prospects get excited about what we're talking about? This is why I'm pumped about this episode. Because I've personally spent time with Michael, participated in some of his boot camps, which was incredible. And I've, I've trained alongside him. And you'll get to literally hear his desire and passion for what he does so he can help people be the best they can be. 
So welcome to the Sales IQ podcast, Michael. Yes. Hi, good, good uh, morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> well, mate, thank you for coming on as a guest. Really excited to talk to you um, about all things mindset, resilience, you know, and all those uh, incredible things that um, make high-performer sellers. So, but before we get into today's episode and talk about sort of what you know what it takes to build a mindset of high performance, would love to learn a bit a bit more about you and how you got started in the wacky world of sales. So, uh, I get a uh, hi everyone. My name is Michael Nichols. I had the honor of serving twelve years in the United States Marine Corps. I spent t- uh, two years in uh, convenience store business ownership for two years. I uh, spent 10 years in, at the VA, Department of Veterans Affairs, so over 22 years of federal service. And uh, I have a passion for two things, fitness and for service members. And I was able to finally find a way to combine those two into one career opportunity. And I'm doing that with F45 here um, here in uh, the United States. Oh, fantastic. And uh, obviously, you know, F45 is one of the, the world's fastest growing fitness brands and is really creating a massive following. But what's your role uh, at F45 and, and what are you tasked to do, you know, since moving from the military? So I just joined a team back in January. Uh, for about 10 years, I had this idea of a veterans impact program. And what I realized after 10 years, uh, eight years, I have in my own business, I didn't have the money, I didn't have the capital, I didn't have the resources to really, uh, to really take my vision of the Veterans Impact Program and really make a difference on a national and international level. So I shared my idea with F45 that, you know, look, I can't do it because I'm work full time, but if you guys can do something with it. And they, they came back to me and said, look, uh, number one is would you do an online uh, phone interview? Number two, would you come and see us? And long story short, uh, I, I shared my idea. I wrote an executive summary about the Veterans Impact Program. And January 6th or 7th, they hired me to be the director for military operations for F-45. Oh, fantastic. And and we'll talk a bit about, you know, what that role is in a moment. But I want to sort of take it back. And I've had the pleasure, for my listeners, I've had the pleasure of working with Mike for a few months. And uh, I had the pleasure of being on one of your morning boot camps on the beach in Santa Monica, which was quite a challenge <laughs> to say the least. But tell us, I mean, you spent a lot of time in the military and one thing I love about you is your passion and your energy to help people. Um, and you know, now you're working on the Veterans Impact Program, but tell us a bit about what you did in the military. Um, so my primary responsibility in the military was motor transport and then then I became a Marine Corps drill instructor where I transformed recruits to become United States Marines. I trained eight platoons to become United States Marines. Uh, two of those cycles, when I say eight platoons, two of them, I was a senior drill instructor, which basically means I made the highest you know, possible leadership role to transform recruits into becoming United States Marines as far as running a platoon. Yeah. And then I went on to uh, two years as a protocol chief for a three-star general taking care of all those dignitaries coming in and out. And, uh, and then I went on to combat operations in Iraq back in 2006 to 2007. Well, and so, you know, obviously in the military, I mean, we, 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 you know, our audience is predominantly sales and people go, well, what's sales and military got to do with each other? But I think see, one of the things that I've learned, you know, from you is your mindset. You have such a, an incredible mindset. It's, it's such a growth, you know, based mindset um you're very disciplined 
you're just structured. Um, you know, you, 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 you're very goal orientated. And these are some of the characteristics that I've seen high performers exhibit. Tell us, you know, from a, for anyone that's looking to build that high performance based mindset, what are the things that people must do to develop that mindset? Well, for me, it was, you know, like I, I was raised in, in Louisiana here in the United States and I had no growth mindset. I had no leadership around me pushing me forward. And what really was a turning point for me, and this doesn't speak for everybody as a high performer, but for myself, I just needed the structure to eliminate as much failure as possible. So when I joined the Marines, right from the very beginning, they taught us 14 leadership traits that every Marine should live by. And to this day, here I am 25 years later, I still understand those to the T. And it goes by a ditty. So the 14 leadership traits they put in a ditty is called JJ did tie buckle justice, judgment, decisiveness, integrity, dependability, tack, initiative, uh, uh, endurance, bearing, unselfishness, courage, knowledge, and loyalty and enthusiasm. And those 14 were ingrained into me right from the very beginning. And then and what I really realized as I, I had as much structure around me as possible, uh, I performed better. I, I eliminate as much personal failure as possible because the reality of it is, is we all have weak points, but if we can eliminate, eliminate those weak points, we can really thrive in our journey called life. And that's why it's really important to surround yourself around successful people. In the military, it's not about money, it's about mission. And whenever you're focused on the mission and not the money, uh, the transformation and change is unprecedented. And so like for me, I, I always tell people now, here I am 25 years later, do what you love and people will love what you do. I did the Marine Corps, didn't know what I was really getting myself into, but as I gave myself to it, it the structure, the discipline, the motivation, and the things that they surround you with helped me to thrive more successful in my journey. And as you grow up and you develop and you transformation and change and everything starts to happen in your life, you start to realize key attributes that you can do on your daily life to eliminate as much failure as possible so you could be successful. So that's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. And, and, you know, the fact that 25 years later, you've been able to recite those 14 key leadership values is amazing. And I mean, man, I, I, yes. you know, I can hear many of the sales leaders listening to my podcast right now going, geez, I can't even get some of my sales guys to remember a three-step sales process, let alone 14, <laughs> 14 <laughs> leadership yeah. values. You know, it's really kind of getting to a point in your journey. It's, it's like I've always wanted to do fitness and take care of veterans and service members. And now I, with F45, I have a chance to do the two things I love the most second to God and second to my family. And it's like everything that, you know, everything came together. And now I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like living a dream now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I look back and there were so many times I want to quit, but you know, here's another quote that I created over my journey is when you want to quit, push harder so you can break through. Look, failure is inevitable. Progress yeah. is optional. Just because you don't succeed the first or 10th or 20th or 2000th time doesn't mean you have to quit. That means you either you either shift tactics and keep pressing forward or you shift tactics again mm. and you keep pressing forward. The reality of it is, is I would not be part of F45 if I would have just thrown in a towel and say it didn't work this way. It didn't work the other 2000 times. So because I have a perseverance kind of personality, I don't quit. You know, let me give you one of our speeches that we give uh, in the Marines. The first speech that a recruit ever has 
and it goes something like this. My name is Stasar Nichols. I am your senior drill instructor. Me and my, uh, I'm assisting my duties by, and we laying the other drill instructor. Uh, from you, we demand the following. Give 100% of yourself at all times. Uh, uh, obey all orders instantly, willingly, without question. Uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. And never quit and never give up. Those are like three or four mm. little things that we tell recruits right from the very beginning. But the last thing we say is never quit and never give up. That is the key. Yeah. If you know that you know that you know you're supposed to do something, that the high performing mindset comes with the ability to realize what you're called to do and find a way to push through the pain pain so you can break through. You know, there's so much in what you've just said just then. And I think there are so many salespeople that would resonate with that message because, you know, one of the key challenges and sales is one of those careers, Mike, that, you know, as you know, it's not guarded as a, in some areas, not guarded as a profession. You know, you don't have to have a degree to get um, or a qualification to, to fall into sales. And it can, you know, it can be the most rewarding. It can also be the most challenging of careers because what we do today and what we might have done for the last two years to achieve success all of a sudden doesn't work. And the fact is that, you know, the highest performers, it takes, sometimes you get knocked down time and time and time again. And, you know, what you just said, never give up, never quit, you know, and, and showing that, that perseverance. And just, to, just want to ask you, like, did you always, you know, when you went into the Marines, did you always have this mindset of, you know, determination or perseverance? Or was this something you had to develop over time? It was, it was definitely developed. It, you know, it's kind of like raw talent. It was there. Uh, but when I really gave myself to the Marines and really allowed the leadership around me, uh, helped me not fail. And when I failed, here's, the, here's one of the coolest things about being a Marine. We had the courage to say, look, you're doing 95 great things, but here's the five areas you suck at. And if you don't fix them, you will never shine. And so the five eventually become four, the four become three, because over time, some some issues that you suck at takes a long time to break. And those things come from your personal habits growing up, the leadership around you, your own personal you know journey called life. Long story short, as I realized that, you know, some if I allow the leadership to put pressure on me so that I can I can do two things like a diamond. When you put pressure around it, it either becomes a beautiful diamond or it cracks and and, and it, it it disseminates. So I always kind of looked at it like, you know, this is my opportunity to grow. A lot of people look at opposition as a bad thing. I look at it opposition as a time and test for me to persevere. And if I can't pass this test, I can't get promoted to the next mm. next journey in my in my life. And not some people get stuck around the same mountain all over and over again because every time that issue comes up, they, you know, if they complain, they remain the same. I told you that the other day when we were at headquarters. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, and a lot of people complain. Uh, I embrace the pain. Uh, let the pain come because I know it's just only going to make me stronger. If I don't pass the test this time or the 20th time, eventually I'll pass that test. And when I pass that test and I get to the next level, now I can reach back and help somebody else up. You know, life is about a, it's just somebody needs to give you a hand up so you can get to that next level. Yeah. When you get to that next level, you grow, you develop, you grow, you develop. And after you grow and develop, now it's time to reach back and pull somebody else up. Yeah. So you can keep advancing because if you could build leaders around you, when you're weak and when you're strong, you're not strong and you want to quit and give up, you have other people pulling you forward yeah. and be like, hey, man. You know, like I, I, I kind of tell it like this. Uh, it's kind of like bumper bowling. You take your yeah. kids bowling, they put up the bumpers on the side. You know, the most important thing is, is the ball's left their hand and it's headed towards the pings. Yeah. 
but it's always going to go left and it's always going to right. go right. Good leadership around you is like bumper bowlers. The ball can never hit the gutter because the gutter, the bumpers in the gutters or the people around you helping you eliminate that failure. And when you do fall, they'll pick you back mm. up. There's such so many powerful analogies in that. And I think let's take it back a step because I think, you know, the one thing, you know, when you think of military versus sales, it's not as if, you know, sales is do or die, right? I mean, you would have put yourself in positions where you could have got killed and, you know, you're helping, you've got, you've got a teammate that is potentially you're in, you're in a position of fire, right? right. Um, we'd love to understand sort of when you were in those really high pressure situations, what were some of the strategies that you employed to really keep your mindset, you know, keep your mindset focused and, and not, you know, and I, and I don't know, I mean, were, were there times where you're scared that you, you wouldn't get to an, a positive outcome? Um, well, I guess kind of talking about a combat uh, situation. Yeah. So, so simple. I mean, my journey in the Marine Corps was 12 years, one month, 13 days of that 12 years, over 11 years of that was preparing for combat. So, uh, prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. so you, you, you plan, you prepare, you, you rehearse over and over and over again until it becomes second nature. So that way, when, when the crap hits the fan, there's no thinking it's, it's actually, now it's time to go. It's time to perform. And I remember that as a young Marine, uh, in preparation for what was to come in combat, there was t moments of being scared. There was moments of doubting yourself. There was moments of uncertainty. However, comma, when I got to combat, all the years of preparation, soon as that, soon as those bad situations happened, I knew exactly what to do because I had spent so many years in preparation mm. for as many possible scenarios as possible. You don't just wake up one day and just the most amazing leader. Uh, to me, I think leadership is inside of you and it just has to be developed as long as you surround yourself with powerful people. Yeah. You know what, I, what I'm hearing there um, is that you prepared yourself you know, you were constantly preparing yourself for combat. And again, I wanted the listeners to really hear this, that when we take it back to what we do in selling, is selling is about preparation, right? And, you know, we can we can decide to show up at an opportunity and, and wing it, or we can prepare every single day to go into that combat, to go into those conversations with our customers. So there's so many similarities here with what you're saying and how you prepared yourself in the military on how salespeople can develop you know, the space repetition to be, to be ready when the time comes. So I appreciate you sharing that. You know, one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, going back to what I said, uh, prior plan to prevent piss poor performance. Uh, you know, when it comes to sales, how can you prior plan? Well, first and foremost, simple things, you know, landing pages, squeeze pages, yeah. you know, uh, nurturing pages, all these different things that you can do in preparation for what's to come. And then, you know, honestly, like, I'm not trying to sell anything for F45. What I'm doing is I do I do what you love and people will love what you do. When you're doing what you love, the enthusiasm just reams, you know, it just radiates around you and people are just saying, I don't know what he's doing or what he's about, but I want to be involved because if somebody's that motivated yeah. and that passionate about something, you know, something good and magical on the other side is happening. And so that leads to sales. People can hear the authenticity in your voice, in your words, in your actions, what you do, what you don't do. At the end of the day, you create your own environment. Your mindset has to be strong enough to know that failure is inevitable. Progress 
is an option. It's optional. If you're willing to fail, you're willing to succeed because those that fail will start to succeed because the failures are the, are the, are the foundation uh, of a house mm -hmm. where you can put the wood and everything else on top of it. So as you fail, it's, com it's compacting all those problems. And before you know it, you have a solid foundation so you can grow and you yeah. can develop. And you can sell. Like I'm not trying to sell anything. The only thing I'm doing is doing what I love. And people see that and they're passionate yeah. that passion about it. And they just, you know, they want to buy. They want to yeah. get involved. They want they want you to sell them something. Well, it's funny because you're now in a role where you're working on something you're extremely passionate about. You're trying to help veterans who are exiting the military and help them find their passion outside of outside of, you know, their outside of the military. And, right. and obviously with F45, it's, it's helped them land into a role, whether it's in fitness or in their own studio um, or get involved in, in some sort of, um, you know, fitness regime. And so you can really, you can really, you know, the, as Paul J. Meyer says, um, the passion, enthusiasm for you is oozing out of you and you can feel yes. that passion. It's contagious. You know, it's like the laws of attraction. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'd love to understand. So talk to me about a time where you had a really challenging period of your life and where you really had to dig deep, you know, from a mindset perspective to help get you out of that. I mean, I'll just bring it back to combat. Uh, I think that everything I did up to this, up to that 12 year mark was in preparation for what was to come in the military or 11 years. Um, so on a convoy. So I did convoy missions all the time. And if you know anything about combat, uh, the majority of the debts that we receive are not from hand to hand combat or fire maneuver rounds coming down range. Most of those debts are coming from IEDs, improvised explosive devices, things that you can't see. Okay. The war that we're fighting is completely different from the wars we were fighting 60 years ago. And uh, one day we were on a convoy mission. I was supposed to be in the lead vehicle uh, where my lieutenant was. Long story short, uh, his vehicle got hit by uh, tw uh, 255 one, five rounds and 25 pounds of TNT. And it basically blew the vehicle up about 50 feet, 25 to 50 feet in the air wow. as he was crossing an uh, engineer bridge, which has big Titanic type of plates. And he hit that. And I remember that as soon as that happened, I went into automatic mode, didn't think I was just performing under stress, severe stress. And, uh, but soon as that, soon as that, that, uh, you know, that event settled down and we secured the area and we got records come in and we have a helicopter come and, you know, help save his life and get him out to medical, uh, assistance. And everything was calm coming down and now we're in recovery mode. We're trying to recover his vehicle and recover everything that was lost, the weapons. I remember just kind of walking away from everybody and just kind of started shaking and realized that that was probably the hardest moment of my life, but I was prepared for it and because I was prepared for it. We helped save someone's life. Mm. And, and it's just, it was probably one of the hardest days, but probably the most rewarding days because if it didn't perform, someone was dead, yeah. but because we did perform, uh, even though it was a tragic accident, uh, we were still able to yeah. help save his life. Man, that's such an intense story, mate, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, 
But I mean, you know, the takeaway from me is again, without that preparation to then perform under high stress, your ability to do what you were trained to do would have been limited. Yep. Yeah. It would have, it would have caused more lives, you know, more people's lives. And by the grace of God, we were able to work through it and, and stabilize and carry on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that sort of stuff, you know, obviously, you know, salespeople, business owners, marketing managers, sales leaders, I mean, we're not under that sort of extreme stress, right? Where if, you know, look, in some cases, um, it's different when people don't die, but in, in you know, in, in some cases, you know, the type of stress that we are under, if we don't get a deal, we could, you know, potentially lose our job and that has, you know, huge impacts on family, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I think the takeaway from me is that, the first thing that we've got to do is if we if we are in that position where we're put into a high stressed position and we're not able to perform, it's we've got to go back a step and instead of looking at why we didn't perform, it's to go back and think about how do we prepare to be in that position, you know? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like that progression, like I was telling you, progress mm -hmm. not perfection. Let's just say in leadership or sales, uh, in this scenario, we sell two and then the next month we only sell one. And then the next month we sell four, then we and then we lose two, and then we sell six, and then we lose three deals. And long story short, you're making more sales. You always take two steps backwards, and then you take four steps forward. Yeah. So if you look two years later, you're selling eight compared to your one, or selling twelve compared to your four. Yeah, you know you may not be selling it all the time, but you're progressing. Yeah. And every time you get on the phone and talk with somebody about sales. They hear your words, you hear your enthusiasm. If you're passionate about it, mm. those are things that start keep progressing, and those are things that will empower you to be successful at what you're doing. Yeah, you know, there's nothing worse than getting on the phone or talking to somebody in sales, and you know that all, that's all they're doing is thinking commission. That's all they're yeah. talking commission about. Commission breath. Bye, bye, Absolutely. bye, bye. You know, one thing that inspires me about you is that you, before coming into this role, where you're so passionate about what you're doing about helping veterans. It's that you built a very successful business that was, you know, highly profitable, making lots of money, and you chose to leave that because it, you weren't passionate about it. Yeah. Tell us, you know, tell us why the passion is such an important part of doing what you're doing. So I, so I own, I started business uh, back in 2007 to 2009. I had. I started off with six convenience stores. I grew to, We grew to 10 in two years. I had over 100 employees. We were generating about $50 million in gross revenue a year. And after two years of doing it, I realized that this is not what I'm called to do. Mm. Making money is great, having access to great things. But when you know that you have, a, you have an internal calling to make a difference, to make an impact, you know, you got to make a hard decision. You know, when I told... Uh, my family members, I'm leaving Louisiana, I'm going back to California. And I came back and I started a fitness business. They thought I was crazy. <laughs> uh, and they thought I was, they thought I was on drugs, but I wasn't, I was being tugged in my heart that there's so much more to life than money. And I knew that I was called to get involved with fitness and I knew I was uh, called to help service members and veterans. Mm. And then I realized that, you know, you know, I, I don't share this often, but I'll share it with you uh, so I can share it with other people. One of the one of the divine moments that really changed my mindset was that my friend, personal friend, growing up, joined the Marines, got in a bad got in a bad car accident, and got hooked on drugs. and And long story short, he he ended up uh, committing suicide. 
And what I realized is the first two or three years of being out of the military is I, I was really struggling on how to balance, uh, how to find purpose again. And what I realized is in fitness, that, you know, there's like six area, areas of health and wellness. There's physical health, spiritual health, mental health, emotional health, environmental health, and like one more. Fit, physical health is the only one that has a ripple effect in all the other ones. You can have good spiritual health, but be physically dead. You can have a clean environment, but you know, you're a mess. Like, like some people clean their cars, so they're immaculate, but they, they eat anything they want and they look, you know, they look completely unhealthy. And what I realized is that, you know, if I can help service members get out of the military and find purpose again uh, and be involved in fitness, it's kind of like being involved with the military, especially like for us in the Marines, you know, you spend your entire day taking care of everybody else. Then you get out, you got to take care of yourself. What I notice is when you get yourself off yourself and you focus on taking care of other people, everything that you want comes to pass. Mm. So that is what I've, I figured out. And that was the thing I, I unlocked myself. And because I unlocked that, I had to leave Louisiana because that wasn't what I was called to do. I was called to get involved with fitness and help service members and veterans. And I believe that we can reduce suicide if we can help these service members transition their military skill sets, convert it into the fitness industry, join us here at F45, we get them certified. And at the end of the day, they can go throughout the world and be a fitness instructor for anybody or any company in the world. It's not just limited to, to F45s. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like you get to a point where it's not about you. It's about taking care of everybody else. And if you take care of everybody else, yeah. uh, you know, the money, money has no choice but to show up. Absolutely. There's a great book, if you haven't read it, it's called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, um, an incredible thought leader. You know, he's been around a long time. Um, he's, a, he's a legend and uh, I've got a couple of his books behind me, but he talks about the giving, the go-giver principle, right? Um, yeah. It's all about giving and, uh, and, you know, it's the law, like, and it's not even about giving without expecting something in return. It's purely about giving. It's creating that, that law that if I give, I'm giving good stuff. Um, you know what? Yep. Things things will come back, right? Um, and that's what I love about what you're talking about. And and so many people, I find so many salespeople, and I have this conversation when I coach salespeople, and they get to a point where you can see they're going through the motions, right? They're going through yep. the motions. They're just ticking boxes. There's no passion, enthusiasm, or energy. And I actually ask them and say, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? And they're doing it because they've got into a habit and they need the paycheck. But they're doing yeah. themselves a disservice, but they're also doing their customers a disservice and their prospects because they're not able to fulfill their needs. And, you know, I think this is such an important message in that what I've learned from you is, you know, you, you, you went away from money to be focused on passion. And now, you know, you're really, uh, you're really achieving some of those internal motivations that's helping others. And, and you know, ultimately, you're creating a you know a profitable business line, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, if you take if you take care of the people, the people will take care of the money. I love that. Look, don't you know? And if you're not happy where you're at in your journey called life, do not be afraid to jump. Yeah. So you can fly and soar like an eagle. <laughs> yes, man. I've got so many captions to take. Progress <laughs> is optional. I mean, that for me is awesome. Progress is optional, especially you know we're living in a time of uncertainty in the world. And what you've just said, progress is optional, and we and, you know, and we can approach it with, with two sets, you know. So, mate, biggest influence in your career and why? My uncle, uh, he is 57, 58 years old. 
he dropped out of high, he dropped out of middle school in seventh grade uh, because my grandfather passed away and he had to take care of our family. We were very broke, very poor, but my uncle just knew that you know he's got he's got nephews he had to help take care of because my uh, I was living with my grandmother at the time. And he's 57 years old now, and he probably owns 30 plus companies, multimillionaires. It's probably worth, you know, several hundred million dollars. And it's not about that. It's not about the education. It's about the drive and the passion about what he does. And he he shows me that, you know, it doesn't matter the level of education. You got to wake up and grind and take care of people. And he's probably the biggest giver I've ever met in my entire life. He will meet strangers and, and bless them. My, you know, my, my uncle doesn't understand the sowing and reaping, you know, principle, but I try to share it with him when I can. And, you know, he doesn't like to take credit, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak volumes for him. He's probably the most influential person in my entire life that, uh, if I could be like, um, I would want to be like him. Man, that's awesome. Appreciate you sharing that with me, mate. Absolutely. And, mate, a question that I ask all my guests, is sales an art or a science in your opinion? I don't know. I, I You know, honestly, like for me, like I don't think of sales in either way. Like I look at it like, man, if I just rise up and share the passion I have with other people, I, to me it's a, it's a calling. You know, it's, cool. it's not a science. It's not this, that. It's a – it's a calling and and I, I can only say it's a calling now because I've already been through the pain. I've already been through all the failures and, you know, it wasn't about success. It was about progress. It was about failure is inevitable. Progress is optional. And I knew that all my failures would eventually lead to my successes. Yeah. Well, that's one of the, you know, that's one of the, we have never had a response like that. It's my calling. I love that. I love that for all the sales pros out there, it's my calling. You know, if you're not called to this profession, you have a, cha- <laughs> you have a chance to change, man. <laughs> so, you know, man. Don't be afraid to change. If you're doing something and you're miserable, just yeah. look, keep going, you know, keep going forward, but look for your exit strategy because I think that exit strategies show up, but we're so stuck in our normal that we're afraid to jump. I mean, just to leave my federal career after 22 years, uh, my wife was afraid. I was afraid, but I, I knew, I knew that I had to jump off the cliff so I can fly and soar like an Eagle. And it was a hard decision, but now, now that I'm soaring, I feel like, you know, now I know it's part of my calling. Yeah. That's awesome. And mate, just before we wrap up, um, where can, you know, you've got, an incredible YouTube channel. Uh, you're on LinkedIn, but where, where can where can our listeners find out about you or anyone that knows someone, you know, that is in the military that's looking to get out of the military in the next sort of twelve months to two years and wants to talk to you about how they can transition from their current career to their next career. Yeah. So let me just talk about the VIP forty five program. So VIP forty five stands for Veterans Impact Program. And because I'm doing it for F45, that's where the 45 comes in. So it's VIP 45. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you go to uh, F45VIP.com, uh, it'll talk about our three career progression opportunities, which are employment, apprenticeship, and ownership opportunities. Uh, you could just go there and find out more about it. I think that's probably the biggest the takeaway if you're interested yeah. in as far as fitness and trying to see how those 
uh, career uh, skill sets that you developed in whatever industry, whatever branch of service that you've been in. If you want to be involved with fitness and you want to convert that, go to f45vip.com. Second, uh, regarding me, um, you can find me on YouTube as Stassar Nichols. That's SSGT Nichols. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Stassar Nichols as well, Facebook. And I think that's probably the, the main channels that you can find me. But, you know, at the end of the day, look, at the end of the day, you do you, you do what you love and people will love what you do. If anything I said resonates with you, uh, that could be a good good indicator that you need to shift. Uh, you know, I like to say the word leader, not leadership, leader shift, because if you don't shift, you'll eventually get stuck. So I am always looking for ways or for an opportunity to leader shift so I can keep moving forward. Because if you keep going in a straight line, eventually you're going to run into roadblocks. You got to be willing to flow like water, change, develop, grow, evolve. I, I don't want to spend 20 or 30 years making a great name for myself and spend the next 40 or 50 talking about who I used to be. Yeah. Do not be afraid to shift because if you don't shift, you're going to start to fail. And that's an awesome way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll put all that in the show notes for our listeners to go and engage with you, etc. But, you know, brother, I've had the opportunity to work with you. I'm so um, I, I'm completely inspired what you're doing, you're making a real difference in the lives of thousands. And mate, I can't wait to see what you do with this Veterans Impact Program. So I appreciate you, brother, and look forward to working with you on this awesome project. Yes, thank you. And uh, to the audience, whoever's listening, thank you for your time. Thank you for uh, an opportunity to, to me to speak some insight and some wisdom into your life and hopefully you leadership. shift.